1: You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We're so happy to be here today. I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm here in the Wondery Sunset Studio. I'm a writer and producer in Los Angeles and really looking forward to this
2: show. Yes. <laughs> I'm Liz okay. Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I'm here with Leanne. Leanne, looking good in the sparkly sweater today. Thank you. Oh,
1: nice holiday affair. Yes. yes. Well, we have a lunch today with yes. Diane, our accountant. That's it. Yeah. Me, Liz, and Diane. It's our <laughs> Mud bath Production holiday party. It's going to be festive. Doing it up. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey, hey, and this is Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas I'm the oldest sister I'm an empty nester An urban nana with five grandchildren And I am adhering to my December theme which is don't freak out so <laughs> this is mid-december haven't freaked out yet maybe you should, you should all just sit back listen to the show and don't freak out with me excellent. don't freak out excellent yeah Do you uh, like
2: speaking of not freaking out can i just say Leon? i know i texted you in the moment but the satellite sisters uh playlist that you did on spotify yeah So delightful to listen to. I was doing a little bit of tax planning, financial management on Sunday, you know, across the board, end of year things. And I just had the Satellite Sisters playlist on there. What a great selection of songs you have there. Thank you. Marty Davich, your neighbor. I mean, he's great. But then, my God, there's a Gillian Welch song on there that I loved. A and, song. Yes. Yeah. And, of course, you Wynne know, Marsalis. Joni Mitchell's River, mm-hmm. but also Ben Platt's River. Yes. I like it. Yeah. I yeah.
1: like it. I listened to it yesterday while I was preparing dinner and cleaning the dishes. It is yeah. it is good. So if you're if you're on Spotify, you can find it at Satellite Sisters Holiday Conversation. Uh, our guest from a couple of weeks ago, Marty Davich, helped me put it together. So there's some songs from his new album, which yeah. are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and then we put together a whole bunch of other sort of some unusual, some old fave yeah. Christmas, Christmas tunes. I, yeah. I just enjoyed hearing the Luther Vandross, Darlene Love. Yes. Oh, oh my God. That's beautiful. a classic. It's, I know. It's great. It's good for not freaking out, Liam. Okay. Yeah.
2: That's why I was thinking of it, Julie. It's a yeah. very soothing right. but uplifting soundtrack Thank you, to Liz. the to the holiday season here. Thank
1: you. Well, we had a request to do a dog walk playlist. So that's I, oh, a good idea. I'm thinking about that over the holiday season. <laughs> that's a huge project. So I'm you excited. You
2: may have found your calling.
1: <laughs> I think this is it. Going back to my college DJ days. <laughs> um what do we have on the show this week? Well, our tribute to six series six seasons of madam secretary julie the series finale this week was it everything you dreamed of?
0: It was, Leon, and more. Yes, it was the quintessential Madam Secretary. It was the Madam Secretary of all Madam Secretaries. And just so satisfying. I can't wait to talk with you about it and break it down, go into some of the details. Lots and lots of fun. Uh, so that was a good show.
1: Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are new listeners, Julie and I recap Madam Secretary for five seasons. Mm-hmm. So, so this is a special edition of our recap in the right. middle of the show. We're not even waiting to the end of the show, because that's how strongly we feel about this episode. (laughs)
2: And the the recaps are all on a separate feed. If you want to listen to Satellite Sisters Talk TV, that's what the feed is named. That's exactly right. Uh, Liz, you're going to talk to us about your motto, finish strong? Finish strong. Apparently, like, I was way ahead of the game, Leanne. Scooped the New York Times, who ran the story, what, like this weekend? (laughs) That we're supposed to finish strong? I've been telling you that for a month, people we do we do that all the time. we're We're always ahead of the game,
1: yeah, all right, Julie, you have some great book recommendations in your role as urban nana. You this, actually put together a book list. I have an urban
0: nana um holiday book list. These are this week I'm going to do for books for young children, maybe zero to six years old. These are some of my favorite favorite picks for the holidays, and I want to share them with you. So all how right. about
1: that? And I have a couple of events to announce, one in Mission Viejo in February, and then one in Dayton, Ohio, in April. So stay tuned for the end of the show. Both exciting. And I put
2: links to both of those in the show notes, Leanne, already.
1: Always at Mm SatelliteSisters.com. All right, Jewel, what what happened this week? What were you up to this week?
0: Well, listen, listen.
1: You know that I
0: work with a non-for-profit here in Dallas called Educational First Steps. And what we do at Educational First Steps is we don't build child care centers. We work with centers in low-income communities in North Texas, and we transform them into nationally accredited early childhood education centers. We, and we do this to increase the availability of early quality child care. Um, and it's really, really important. I love working there. And this past um, Friday night, we had the center director's holiday party. So these are this these are men and women that run child care centers all over North Texas. They got all glammed up. We came, had a nice holiday party. And we had uh, Gwendolyn Sneed, who runs um, one of the child care centers, who is just a wise, wise woman. She She was the keynote speaker. And she talked about both the toughest days she has working with young children. She described a day where she arrived at work and found out the cook was out. One of her teachers was late. There was a toilet backing up. <laughs> hmm. Okay. She had to sub in the two year old room. Oh, Can wow. you imagine? Okay. No. And none of the two-year-olds liked the way she did wheels on the bus, okay? And they were revolted. Okay. She was saying, so that is the day you think, well, maybe you ought to get another career. But she said the best day for her is when a family comes back, someone who's graduated from her early childhood, uh, childhood uh, education center and comes back to thank her oh. uh, for the work that she has done. And you know in this time of gratitude, we we have other sisters. If you're new listeners to Satellite Sisters, in addition to Liz and Leanne, we have two other sisters Sheila and Monica that have been on sh- our show for many years and occasionally pop up now on the show. But you know, our sister Sheila was a, a teacher for 30 years and of course she extols the delights of gift cards at this time of year <laughs> of teachers, right? Yes. But I think it's fair to say nothing tops telling a teacher thank you
2: yeah nothing
0: tops saying you made a difference in my life and when Gwendolyn Sneed was saying this it just made me want to reach out and thank all the teachers in my life and all the teachers that are out there all the time every day doing it for you know the one-year-olds the two-year-olds the 18-year-olds so Mm -hmm. thank you very much so it was very inspiring to go
2: Oh, that's a beautiful story, Julie. Yeah, it must be, you know, you sort of set these children out into the world, especially if you're in early childhood education, you don't know what happens. So to see someone again, two years from then, 10 years from then, like, it yeah. must be super meaningful. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Thank you, teachers. All right, okay. Julie,
1: and good work on that. You're the you're the president of the board this year. And no, that's, I'm board board no, no, I'm a board, board chair. Board, board chair. chair. Board chair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well that regardless it's a big job. So yes. if, if occasionally you hear Julie leaving the show 10 minutes early that's what she's doing. <laughs> she's she's busy. Yes. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. I work on it every day because yep. I think it's yep. really important
0: that everybody have access to quality child care. Excellent. You know? Excellent.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Now to something a little bit more mundane, but hopefully uplifting for you, Julie. Remember about a month ago, you reported on house plants. It was <laughs> yeah. satellite. I was, bitter.
0: I was pretty bitter about it because yeah. they, they don't do any good in
1: terms of filtering toxins out of the air. They don't. Right? But then a, a week later, I saw a piece in the New York Times about how people in New York City and other urban areas are trading house plants and making friends. Julie, this is a whole thing that I didn't even know existed because I don't have any houseplants. (laughs) But apparently, if you live in an urban area and you want to make friends, what you do is you try to trade out your houseplants or you take a cutting of your houseplant and you use it to meet people. They're called plant swaps. And it's a way to ditch old plants, find new ones, and meet people along the way. And Julie, these are taking off. All over the world. Literally, there are global networks of people who are trying to get rid of that aloe plant. Maybe the cat is attacking it and they really want to upgrade to a cactus or they have an exotic this and they want to trade it for an exotic that and people are getting behind it and they're meeting up on social media. Then they're meeting in real life and, you know, they have sponsors now. They're at Athleta and Lululemon and they're trading house plants and they're having <laughs> hors d'oeuvres. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I've but never heard that. I'd love that. I know. I mean, it sounds, I mean, people who like plants. Uh, don't you like people who like plants? Yeah, I think it's like people who just have plants. They don't even like it. One woman who started a whole network called Plantswap.org, she said the idea struck her one day. She was like in her, in her neighborhood in Brooklyn and she saw a big, beautiful house plant that was just dumped in a garbage. And she's like... Yeah. There, what, Somebody be just way, got tired of it. There's got to be a way to recycle houseplants. I mean, you got to give it to these youngsters. Yes. They're just recycling everything. <laughs> They're reusing everything. I yeah. think this is great. So, Julie, even if it's not doing any good to clean the air in your house, right. you can use a plant to make friends. Yes. And I think that is a very nice idea. So I just wanted to do that follow-up reporting. <laughs> that Now that we have a houseplant desk, here it's... <laughs> I know. Yes, I know. You're gonna be hearing a lot There's more about a it. lot going on with houseplants. <laughs> so
2: we've got some long range projects we're working on, and at the yeah. houseplant desk. Well, let's see what can we talk about in
1: 2020 that won't inflame people. Houseplants. <laughs>
2: <laughs> houseplants. Yeah, when we look forward to next year on the news front, wow, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, it's <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be HP every week, right? Yeah, <laughs> we are gonna be trying some new material. Starting up some new desks. Okay, so, uh, yeah, a couple of uh, weeks ago, I mentioned on the show that my theme for November and December was to finish strong that I just felt like, you know, the summer, early fall, I kind of let some key things slip, you know, just generally, and that I needed to, like, pull myself back together and just get on the right track for the end of the year rather than waiting for 2020 to start and putting everything off until then. So I've been talking if you. Follow the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. If you're a member, you'll see that in my Operation Sea Turtle post every weekend, I've been referring to finishing strong on a few things. Well, apparently I was way ahead of the game on this because Harry Guinness uh, in the living section at The New York Times uh, wrote this story this weekend. It's, uh, the headline is, Start Living Your New Year's Resolutions Now. Yeah, no kidding, Harry. I've been I've been saying that. For- <laughs> Do you think he listens to Satellite Sisters? Perhaps I've been saying that for a month, Harry. Uh, so the way the way I approached it is um, to I, I planned a fitness vacation over the holidays. I have told you guys about that because I want to go into twenty twenty with some momentum you know like right. the right. wind at my back right, uh, right. i've had slingshot a
0: slingshot right into the next decade <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> a slingshot strategy julie i like the sound of that uh i had a punch list of things i was getting done around the house because not everything should be all or nothing at all you can just you can just do one thing right you can just get your kitchen faucet fixed mm-hmm. and that's finishing strong uh and then the third part of my uh Thing was recruiting partners to help me so that as 2020 opens up, like I've maybe not house plan swaps, but in other ways that I need the support of friends, really have that locked in for 2020. Well, here's what it says uh, in the paper. It says, a lot of people approach resolutions with an all or nothing at all attitude. They go straight from zero to 100 with no warm up or consultation with reality. So I think that's a lot of what I was sensing. It says, if someone hasn't run in years, resolving to run five days a week is a ludicrous goal and unattainable. Uh, And when they don't meet their goals entirely predictably, instead of reassessing their goal, they chalk it up as failure. There's always next year, right? So, yeah. So, you know, that's why having a little momentum going into the year, it makes sense. And uh, so it says, decide that you're going to start practicing, your New Year's resolutions now. And I thought that was an interesting way to think about it. Sure, ramping up. It's practicing. Yeah. It's, you know, because then you can score a few small victories. But then
0: you're not really making a commitment. Like, so if you fail at them, you can just ditch it as an idea.
2: Yeah, yeah. It says, you know, if you start practicing your resolutions now, use the remaining weeks of the year as a trial period, Julie. It's not a lack of commitment. It's a trial period. It doesn't matter if you mess up or miss a day you haven't committed to anything yet you literally can't fail oh so yeah i think i think what they're really recommending here is low stakes right yes. <laughs> you know that's good
0: i no, think that's good not yeah, the all loop, or nothing I mean, at all again if if we want to dovetail off my motto don't freak out you yes. really don't want to set up high stakes in uh in uh the month of december yeah start low stakes yeah, yeah.
2: And it's is—it's such a busy time of year for everyone. I know that everybody has a lot going on at work or with your social life or with your family. So you don't want to add a lot of new high stakes things into your life that you're actually trying to get done in December. But chances are you do have a little bit of extra time if you're taking time off from work. So practicing a few good habits or making a few of the friends that are going to help you get this stuff done in 2020, I like it because I feel like If I can fix my kitchen faucet, I can do anything. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) That's the feeling it gave me. By the way, check yesterday. Done. Fixed. Yeah, done. Proud of you. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you to (laughs) Philip, Philip the Handyman. See, that was, he was one of the partners I needed to get any of this done. <laughs> Philip, thank you.
1: All right. Uh, okay, wait, Liz, I know, I know. I, yeah. You have a you have another story here. You you thought you were done. I thought no, I was Liz, done. Then nope.
0: I
2: looked at the at the rundown here. Oh yeah. Stay I'm next
0: strong,
1: though. Liz. We're still in the
0: middle <laughs> of the yeah, show. Strong. <laughs>
2: Stay strong. Stay strong. We're still at the top of the show. Okay. <laughs> so I have like good holiday gifts and bad holiday gifts that I wanna talk about. Here is something that is just super bad. So I want to say to people, before I tell you what it is, you can do better than this. And we have some solutions for you. And what you can do better than is the branded log from KFC that adds a warm fried chicken scent to your fire. Okay? That's a thing. I, th- I thought
0: that was not real.
2: I thought that was totally fake news, Liz. Well, okay. here's what it says in the news, Julie. When KFC introduced the logs in 2018, the chain sold out its entire supply online in three hours, uh, according to the company. This year, the logs are on sale at Walmart for 18.99, in what the retailer describes as a limited-time deal. KFC would not say how many logs were available. Okay, so KFC... It doesn't matter how many logs are available. That is a terrible (laughs) idea. (laughs) So so people, if you're starting to freak out over the fact that you did not get to Walmart in time to buy a fried chicken scented uh, log, Relax. We have so many better Christmas gifts for you at the Satellite Sister Shop, right? Just, you know, it's, you don't have to go to any store. There's still time to order this stuff online. So I just want to recommend, uh, Julie's got a whole Urban Nana collection, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the Urban yep. Nana t-shirts and stuff, and then you've also got the Nana Camp stuff for the kids. That's right. a solid gift. I
0: know, and that's nice, and then we're going to put it together with one of these children's books that I'm going to recommend uh, yep. this uh, at the end of the show. There, uh, there's a really nice gift.
2: Yeah. Okay, my favorite item number two is a pillow that just says, Call Your Satellite Sister. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's Always right. appropriate. Those are nice pillows. You can put it in your own home, give it to your friends. That is a really nice pillow. That was designed by a longtime listener. Yes. And we are very grateful for that design. So Call Your Satellite Sister, that's all there. And then I just want to say your basic teas. We have long and short sleeves, regular and plus sizes. So there's literally... No T-shirt we don't have for someone uh, on your gift list. Liz has you covered. I do. I really tried to think about this. So if you go to SatelliteSisters.com, you'll see the link to the store in the upper right-hand corner. And super easy. I suggest you go now. We won't sell out quite as quickly as the stupid KFC fried chicken scented logs. Uh, But, you know, they need to print up this stuff and get it to you. Anyway, that's my recommendation. No chicken logs. Just go with the Satellite Sisterhood. (laughs) All
1: right. Thank you, Liz. All right. Stay tuned. Our uh, our salute recap to Madam Secretary is coming up. But first, we'd like to thank a few sponsors on Satellite Sisters. Thanks, MeUndies, for your support of Satellite Sisters. Oh, wow. I mean, MeUndies, yeah. the loungewear, the matching his and his, hers and hers, <laughs> his and hers, undies, lots of great gifts. This is the time of year to go to MeUndies. Yeah. It, you know, I
2: posted a picture of myself in my Star Wars lounge pants in uh-huh. the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. And everyone was like, where'd you get those? Where do I get that? Well, where do you think, people? It's MeUndies. <laughs> That's why I, I, I like-
1: mean, this is I this mean, is, this is where you go for stocking stuffers yeah. i mean they've oh, yeah. got it covered yeah. yeah it's the one-stop shopping spot to get the gifts that people will actually love that yeah. is hard to say but i put <laughs> through it <laughs> delivered straight to your door free shipping no butts about it and that's in their copy <laughs> yuck, actually yuck, yuck. wait 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 Wait, there's more. Actually, all butts about it, because undies, get it? <laughs> Some good copy. Me undies, thank you so much. They made an <laughs> effort for the holidays. You gotta give them that. Oh, Liz, come on. Who wouldn't want this abominable snowman? Oh, wow. Pattern? I mean, that Sexy is super cute. In your hipster, <laughs> it's the abominable snowman. He's cooking, he's carrying a Christmas tree. That's the way to go. Santa's, you want that? You want elves? that's a nice one. How about this? I I don't know what that is, but it's blue. So <laughs> what
2: is that? I don't know. I can't see that from here. Is that a snowman? No. It's oh, a, it's a narwhal. It's a narwhal, Ian. What is that? It's like a whale with it's a, a hook with oh. a prong. <laughs> 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 okay. Wow. Any of you who are in the wow. science Whoa. world? Whoa. Wow. Okay. okay. That was
1: okay. impressive.
2: <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> not called a hook or a prong. It's like, <laughs> it's like a unicorn thing on a whale. Okay. Well, I suggest It's yes. a whale unicorn. <laughs>
1: Okay, Okay. if you want to know what we're talking about, you got to go to MeUndies.com slash sisters. MeUndies.com slash sisters. And when you're there, you're going to get 15% off your first pair. You're going to get free shipping and you're going to get 100% satisfaction guarantee. You're going to get... Cozy, comfy undies and all their new products, onesies, matching sets, they got bralettes, they got narwhals. That is what you're getting when you go to MeUndies.com slash sisters. Thanks, MeUndies. We also want to thank Brooke Linen for their support of Satellite Sisters. Making your home beautiful is the ultimate form of self-care. It really is. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. You know, you spend a third of your life in sheets, so yeah. don't you want yeah. them to be insanely comfortable? Yes, you do. Yes. I also spend maybe a third of my life in towels.
2: (laughs) So that's two-thirds. (laughs)
1: I mean, if you enjoy showering and
2: bathing as much as I do, you just spend a lot of time in towels. And you got the bathrobes and the—yeah, you got the whole thing there. Yeah,
1: and lucky you, Brooklinen is celebrating their days of gifting with daily promotions on different items. I just went and checked it out today, Liz. Throws and blankets, 20% off. Wow. Is anything better than a throw? That's a good gift, a high-quality throw. They have some beautiful ones at Brooklinen. And you know how we know this? Because they've supported Satellite Sisters for a long time. Thank you, Richie. Yes. I mean, Vicky and Rich. <laughs> Vicky and Rich, <laughs> who, happy holidays. Who, found it, who founded Brooklinen because they wanted to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg? Yeah. Well, you Good did it, them. and mm-hmm. we appreciate it. Uh, right now, Brooklinen is having their Days of Gifting where each day they have promotions on a different surprise item, and they're so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get access to Brooklinen's Days of Gifting. And free shipping is to go to brooklinen.com. Okay, that's brooklinen.com. And here's how you spell brooklinen. dot com. And if you're just hearing this and it's after the holiday season, you can still use the promo code SISTERS at brooklinen.com for 10% off and free shipping anytime. So there you go, brooklinen.com. Always try that promo code SISTERS there. There's something for you. Brooklyn and everything you need to live your most comfortable life.
2: Okay, now this is a big finish. Talk about ending 2019, finishing strong, the Madam Secretary recap. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say.
1: Yeah, I actually miss our fake Madam Secretary theme song music. (laughs) I (laughs) know. I should have had that in the queue. All right, this week was the series finale. They had a short season this year, 10 episodes. We weren't able to do our regular recap because of some scheduling issues. But we wanted to salute this fantastic TV show because we enjoyed it for all six seasons. Didn't we, Julie? We did.
0: I mean, it was so unique that there was, you know, a a female role model. First, she was secretary of state, and then she became president of the United States. Uh, And each week we just took a journey with with our, you know, uh, secretary of state or our president, Elizabeth, and it was great.
1: Yeah, I just thought this was a super satisfying end to a really wonderful show. She was a smart, accomplished woman, she was married in a good marriage to a decent accomplished husband. They had a very supportive marriage. They had three pretty interesting kids. And I and I know that doesn't sound like a like an earth-shattering premise for a TV show, which mm-hmm. is why there aren't any TV shows about
2: yes. things like yes. this about,
1: because it's much easier to pitch a show about a woman who's like battling her demons. You know what I mean? Like oh, juicy, the anti-hero, yeah, juicy yeah. trouble carrier. Okay, character, fine. But I liked Elizabeth McCord because she was out there just trying to do the right thing every day. And she had a team around her that was also supporting her. So, and uh, I
0: loved all the international topics, particularly yes. in the
1: early um, seasons.
0: Every week, it was a crisis somewhere in the world. And somehow she'd have her light bulb moment and solve the uh, crisis in a diplomatic form. Uh, so that was uh, very satisfying.
1: Right. And it managed to bridge sort of this international big political storyline and these very simple domestic storylines. It managed yeah. to merge those. I just thought every season there was something we learned and something we liked and something we wanted to wear. You know, her, <laughs> yes. hair, her hair went through a lot of transformations. Uh-huh. That happens uh-huh. in real life.
2: Yes. Her yes. husband's
1: hair did. Really all the character's hair went through a lot of transformations. And that yeah. kept it lively as well, Joel. <laughs> so we have some thoughts on this final episode. Uh, first of all, I felt like going back in time and, you know, proof positive that people listen to Satellite Sisters. I mean, the ERA was in there. I mean, yes. I, I'm still mad. I'm as mad as I was when I was 13.
2: <laughs> and that thing didn't pass. Still mad about it. It's the Equal Rights Amendment, people. If you haven't <sighs> been paying attention for the last 20, 30 years, I've been furious for 40 years. We still don't have one. Just FYI. And when when they brought that up
1: in this story, I just screamed. I was like, "Yes! She's going to pass the Equal Rights Amendment. They're doing it." There was. We, ax- I mean, we
0: could all get behind that. We were all happy when she started out on her train tour. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. There was
1: axe throwing, Julie. We've covered that on satellites. Sisters. Yes, there was? we have. Yeah, yeah. yes, wow. We have. Yeah, Liz. I'm to have uh, to watch an
0: international this. incident in Argentina. Uh, they were oh. they, they were going to have a coup, but fortunately, Russell and Bess were able to step it in, step in, and with a wedding invitation, somehow. Settled the uh, settled the coup, so uh, that was good too. Yeah, yeah.
1: There was we, we got a Chloe flashback. <laughs> you know, we worried Whoa. about Chloe for years. She was stuck in that stroller. Poor Jay. He had oh yes, child know, care, was... going through the divorce. Jay returns triumphantly. Right off the bat, mentions Chloe. I screamed at that, Joel.
0: I d- I did too. Jay is back, and he's going to have another baby. So I guess he's going to get back to using his number one prop in the show, which was the stroller. He'd have some other babies <laughs> strapped in there. But yes, we had a lot of fun with that over the years, Leon. <laughs>
1: and then unbelievably, Liz, did you see the episode? No, you can. Yeah, unbelievably, Liz. Um. Uh. Sorry, my phone's going off. Um. <laughs> uh, unbelievably. Two of the characters thought their big break from leaving the White House was going to be to become
2: podcasters. That was it. <laughs> okay. That's when you know it's fiction. Yeah. Fiction. Okay. Well, so that does happen to some ex-White House people now. Yeah. You know, it seems to be a career path. That's what I hear,
1: Liz. I don't know who you're talking about, but that's what I hear. But they set this all with a White House wedding. How great was that, Joel? The wedding
0: was amazing. Okay. You, you can't beat it. It's a wedding. We're, and we were really happy for Stevie, who was marrying Dimitri. Now, yes. Stevie, as you know, when she started the series, she had a several poor choice boyfriends yes. mm-hmm. ever, all the mm-hmm. time before she met Dimitri. And poor Dimitri, I feel like he deserves all the happiness in the world because, you know, he had to put up with torture. Then he had substance abuse. And then he would, went to Alaska. And he had to leave his homeland. So he's been through
1: quite a, quite he a really bit. He really has. I mean, that's a guy, you know, from WITSEC to the White House. I mean, that's quite a journey, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, and Liz, here was the deal. Like, uh-huh. they were going to have an off-site wedding. But, oh, my gosh, the wedding venue burned down hours before the wedding.
2: You're kidding. So that even... was
1: great. So, and it just meant that everybody could get dressed up.
0: It also meant that Blake, one of our favorite characters, would have an opportunity to sing, which we were always asking for watching uh, Madam Secretary. yes, more episodes where they're singing. Right. And he was dreamy in it, wasn't he? Oh, Uh, yeah. He was really quite the crooner. So I I really enjoyed that. Well, that
2: was one unique thing about that cast on Madam Secretary. A lot of them were like... Broadway Babies. Yes. You know, and Blake is Eric Bergen, right? In yes. real life, Tony yeah. Award-winning Eric <laughs> Bergen. Yes. 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 Okay. So, yeah,
1: so he was singing, which is unusual to have your guest who is also the like assistant to the President of the United States <laughs> be the wedding singer. <laughs>
2: you know. They do what they need to <laughs> they do, do did in they, that family. They it seems
1: seamless. It was it was absolutely <laughs> seamless.
0: Lynn, did you even know and so to have the whole premise of the wedding, Liz just allowed all these people who had left the show to come back uh, for you mm-hmm. know for a cameo and to uh, for the wedding. Like even President Dalton, who is really as dull as uh, a brick, he managed to he managed to show up for the wedding. <laughs> He he uh, he uh, over he um when I, when I he officiated the vows.
1: Oh. He oh. did a pretty good job. He was pretty perky. I like seeing him. I think he made a few too many jokes. I don't like when the officiants make jokes. Would you? Okay. And then the vows were. That was an extensive vow that Stevie gave. So it was a nice moment. It was an extensive yeah. vow. Also, Liz having the wedding gave Henry the chance to make another long drawn out Thomas Aquinas. Joke. Oh, I- <laughs> and that that does not happen on a lot of TV well, shows. shows. No. No. So that well, isn't
2: he? He is an ethicist, right? Yes. Was that That's where he started his career. Yes. Though he ended it in all of those oval office meetings where, we don't know why. where there's real, rarely an ethicist on board <laughs> lately. <laughs> Just.
1: Take your take your husband a work day. I don't know what he's been doing all season sitting in the oval, but he is doing that now. And but, Leon, did you happen to notice that the
0: sweater guy who used to work on SEAL Team Zero with Henry when he was over at the CIA? He was he was one of the co-workers with Dimitri that for a while we thought may ha- may be a spy. He was at the axe throwing b- bachelor party. Did you notice
1: he was one of the guys there? Yeah, I did. I did notice that. Because I like yeah. on these shows when they they've never spoken on people's friends, so then they have to cook up all these friends. (laughs) Even on friends. When they had other friends over, they were just faceless people. But Julie, they did cook up a couple of Russian cousins, and you're a Russian expert. So did you enjoy... I love
0: Vlad. Vlad, who went to a... a Tanning salon, Liz, for uh, for the big day. Yeah, uh, so came out a little over tanned, uh, a little sunburned there. But he was uh, he was he looked like he was going to be good fun. He was good fun at the bachelor party, and he looked like he was going to be good fun at the reception.
1: Yeah, I'm only sorry that we didn't get a rehearsal dinner moment because yeah. they were having the bachelor party the night before the wedding, which always seems crazy to me. I don't understand why that happens. Uh-huh. But then we did get that nice toast at the wedding from Henry. So I guess that. Up for the fact that we didn't get a rehearsal dinner. I know I'm the only one that cares about it, but um, (laughs) I uh, care, Leah. Okay, thanks, Joel.
0: I care. I'm totally going to watch this episode. Who was one of? She was one of the Secretary of States. Chief assistants when she w- when the show first started, but I did some deep research, which is not true. But <laughs> I found out that Bibi New- Newworth, who played the role of Nadine, was doing a play in Philadelphia and unable to attend the filming for this final episode. That would have been really wonderful. Yeah, I'm glad nice. there were no hard feelings or anything right. in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: In other words, you're believing their cover story about the hard feelings. Yes, <laughs>
0: yes, I am Liz because this this episode
1: had a happy ending, and you're not going to ruin it for me. Okay. 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 It did. When she went off on that train to, like, sell the ERA across America, hashtag She's My President, That was a good moment. Let's hold on (laughs) to that. Let's hold on to it forever. All right. We have had some special requests to address the hair situation all season long on Elizabeth. Now, uh, now that she's she's become the president, I guess they decided that they needed to put her in a fancy updo. And it honestly looks like she's walked off the set of Little Women right (laughs) into the Oval Office. I mean, that Uh, hair uh, is uh, from like 1882, isn't it? uh, Is uh, that me, Jill, or is she wearing like pioneer girl hair? What was that hair? I I don't know. It looked
0: just extremely complicated (laughs) every day, you know, just extremely complicated. Like you wouldn't have time to do that if you're dealing with multiple international (laughs) crises every day to have... To have that updo. Who does it? They don't redo do her
1: hair? Don't, I don't, we don't know. know. We don't know. We don't know. So I was glad to see in the wedding, you know, we're going to talk about the dress. Spectacular. Uh, but in the wedding, they did soften that look. It was much more modern. But mm-hmm. then she was back to Laura Ingalls Wilder there. <laughs> I don't know.
2: And what's so funny about this to me is you can't really talk about... Women, women in politics, hair in real life, right? Like if she was really the president, right. we would never be dissing her hair. No, but the fact that she's a fictional character yes. on a TV show, <laughs> we're totally much. allowed Thank to take it. on it's the hair. Wide open. Yeah, yes. it's it's there's a world of difference here. I, I people. agree. Yes. I agree.
1: Yeah, and that's and they could again, they have a professional stylists, like someone really thought through her hair. That's they made their that decision. job on yeah. set. <laughs> okay, and then just another hair note. Remember last time we saw my boyfriend Eric Stoltz, who plays yes. like the brother, the you know the brother, the Doctor Without the doctor Borders, yeah. blah blah blah. He had he had a shag haircut. Yeah, <laughs> that something was, like, bad had happened. It was to Eric long and shaggy. Yeah. Now he's got that cleaned up. But did it was it? Was, am I crazy? Did Eric Stoltz and President Dalton have the same haircut now? <laughs> yes, like they did. kind of awkwardly long and yeah, yeah, what? like really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. They also used the same hairdresser.
0: <laughs> All right. And maybe Matt, Matt had a little too much facial hair head hair going on. I don't know. He needed he needed some grooming. Uh, so I think he needed some Harry's products or something there. He that
1: when but he, he did showed need up. Harry's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was supposed to be now like the screenwriter on the West Coast, but yeah. like you, you don't have ties in Los Angeles? I mean, yeah. he didn't wear a suit and tie to the wedding oh. at the White House. This is ridiculous. I would <laughs> yes. like to go and record saying.
0: Yeah, that was wrong. Yeah. Totally wrong. We have yeah.
1: ties in Los Angeles. Men here <laughs> yeah. wear them. My husband wears one every day. All right, yeah. there you he go. He is the only man now in Los Angeles. we have to talk though.
0: about the ties. Madam Secretary, yeah. when she became president, started wearing a blouse with this tie thing, this, like, neck thing. It was yeah. like, I don't know why she was wearing that. I don't... I, it looked... It didn't look comfortable, it no. wasn't flattering, and it looked like it would get in the way or you might get caught on something Yeah, like that. It also- <laughs> Like getting in and out of Air Force One, you know, the helicopter or something, you yeah. know, that could like <laughs> fly up in the blades. I, I was worried about that. Uh, so-
1: it's, I, all, it's also something that if she really were the president in the real world, like- Day one, there would be a story in the New York Times style section like, What's the deal with the ties? Uh
2: And they would have,
1: so like, if they used it in the story, I think it would have been funny, like, Uh to actually mention it over the course of the season. Like, about how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sticking with this. This is my thing. I'm making a subversive political statement. Uh But they didn't. They just let everyone in America go, Why is she wearing a tie? This is so (laughs) distracting.
0: And it All wasn't right. tied in a bow, it was just kind of just looped over. It wasn't, I, no. I don't know. Yeah, it yeah, was okay. distracting. That it's was meant to symbolize thing. something. Yeah. Something. The fine yeah.
2: line women in power have to walk. Yes. Is that, is that what uh, we're going yeah. with no, that? No, just
1: don't wear it. Just okay, wear fine. the blouse. <laughs> yeah, she's but already the I? president. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. All
1: right. So now we're going to go into binders full of blasts. Julie, you, first of all, let's just talk about this episode. But you shocked us by saying you have an all-time best list. So that's exciting. You did some work on this. I do. But let's first talk about this episode Leanne, that wedding dress, oh. I don't know where, you
0: go to rent the runway, go somewhere, you order that, so even though I know your sons are nowhere near getting married, you wear that to their wedding, <laughs> okay. because that is beautiful, and I'm going to wear it too, I'm going to get it my size, you get it in your size, we're both going to wear that to one of your sons' weddings, because it... That was the most beautiful, sort of gray with pink flowers. It was feminine,
1: but it was strong. It looked comfortable uh, and it was just elegant. Yeah, the mother of the bride dress that she was wearing was spectacular. We got a lot of uh, we got a lot of uh, applause for that over on the Facebook page too. She looked great.
0: So I would have to say my, did you have any other um, comments? No, that's about all I had. That's all
1: I had. So yeah, yeah. go for it.
0: I just have a thought back about the binders of blouses. I mean, the show, you know, was really, you know, a role model show. And it was, you know, it was interesting to watch over the six seasons. You know, just the, the great clothes she wore that were powerful, that were feminine, that were unique. And for me, one was Elizabeth's white blazer. I mean, anytime she wore that, I just she looked fabulous in it. She looked powerful. It sends all the right messages, you know. It's historic, maybe tied to the suffragette movement. I don't know, but it always—I would never be able to pull off a white blazer (laughs) and get dirty before I got in the office. But I just love that. Second. Favorite all time favorite outfits was the blue, sort of light blue wool coat by Max Mara. I mean, she wore that in a lot of outside scenes when she was talking, you know, walking in the park with the Chinese ambassador (laughs) or something. It just looks so great with Teo Leone's eyes and everything and third was that Vince Camuto fitted crepe gown with a with the kind of little cape, oh, the cape. and the, and the chandelier earrings that she wore that was a knockout because it yeah. is hard to wear formal wear and be professional, be feminine, be mm-hmm. gore- you know gorgeous and it was all all of that. So yeah. for me those thank you very much Elizabeth Thank you for, you know, for your six years, for your service to the country, and for wearing some really outstanding clothes.
1: Yeah, that, I mean... It was a great way to wrap the season. I'm I'm checking to see if I can find out who who did that mother of the bride dress. But we'll get back. to I looked to you up, Lee, and
0: I couldn't find couldn't it. Couldn't find it. So. It'll it'll yeah.
1: surface somewhere. Someone actually, I bet someone in the satellite sisterhood will be able to tell us the designer of that dress. But yeah, shout out to the team there at Madam Secretary. We've really enjoyed the show for six years. Mm-hmm. Well, that sure. lasted a long time. Our it tribute. Did.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to bump a couple of other segments, but I think you'd you know you gave the series finale the attention it deserved. Yeah, it was it was important culturally and fashion wise. It was. <laughs> well, you know, they, again, there are just very few shows with women in roles
1: that kind of reflect how women operate, and yeah. I just felt like that show was really subtle in the way that it portrayed that. And also very few shows on TV where you see a happy, supportive marriage. Yes. And so yeah. I think yeah. that speaks to me, you know. That's what
2: you always said about Friday Night Lights, too. Yes. That you liked Friday Night Lights for the same reason. Right. Thought the husband-wife thing was very important right. to what made that show work.
1: And The O.C., which is yes. maybe
2: a surprising choice on that, really.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. The oh, I par- guess, those parents. The yeah. parents and, and The And it OC. was nice
0: to see the kids grow up and yeah. the kids, you know, and they were fun and... Uh, and real in many ways, right. so that was good. Right, yeah. all right, Julie. You had one more story. I just go to I just wanted to say congrats. In real life, congratulations to Finland's new 34-year-old female prime minister sana M- Marin. She was the former transport minister, and she is now tapped to run the to be the prime minister. She's the youngest head of government ever. And she was voted in by a co- with a coalition of parties, Interesting Sisters. Four other, four other of the parties in her coalition have female leaners. So there's a lot of girl power going on in Finland. Uh, and she seems like, you know, even she's young, but I think she's going to be our role model. You know, she was raised by a single mom and her single mom was in a same-sex relationship. So she's a big supporter of gay rights. And she's also a new mom. She has an 18-month-old daughter as well. And I just wish her and Finland and all the women over there doing their working for the government, doing
1: a good job. Doing
2: the job. All right. Yay, Finland. Finland and New Zealand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. We have Entertaining Sisters up next. First, though, we want to thank our sponsors. It is FabFitFun time here at Satellite Sisters. As if every day isn't FabFitFun day at Mm -hmm. Satellite Sisters. But we want to let you know the 2019 FabFitFun Winter Box is on sale now. FabFitFun is a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with Here's the key. Full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products. It comes straight to your doorstep each season. They take the hassle out of shopping by doing it for you, and each box is customized to your specific interests. We deliver the seasonal must-haves you need. The winter box is a perfect way to treat yourself or others. It's gift-giving season or others, and get ready for the holiday season with our carefully curated box of products. I enjoyed this winter box. I loved the shampoo, the television. Oh, that sh- R&Co shampoo? Yes. You get big bottles of it. Like I it. know. And then you get big hair. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you use it, your hair is big.
2: <laughs> Like in a good way. It's just. You're all about the hair today, Leanne. I know. Just, well,
1: for, yeah. Just, just you know, I mean, I don't. When you find a good shampoo, that's important. It's that's hard true. to find a good shampoo. Also, though, when you find cozy slippers, that's important. That was part of the choice mm-hmm. in the FabFitFun box. That was excellent this
2: the winter box. Coffee scrub. I've enjoyed the coffee scrub on my skin. I mean, it smells like coffee. Who doesn't love the smell of coffee in the morning while you're taking your morning shower? I like it. <laughs> Completely 360 <laughs> coffee.' It's immersion. a sensory experience. You take a dr- take a drink of your coffee, get in the shower, scrub yourself with coffee, get back out, wrap yourself in a towel, and drink some more coffee. It's all about the coffee.
1: Okay. Okay, Liz, calm down over there. Uh, Anyway, and if if you do a membership at FabFitFun, you're part of the community. They actually have a lot of really fun things. They have FabFitFun TV. They have members-only sales. There's a community. They have customer service that is unparalleled. You feel like you're part of a team, the FabFitFun team, and that seems like a good team to be on. So we want to encourage you to go over there to FabFitFun. It's a seasonal box subscription. It retails for $49.99, but it always has a value of over $200. If you use the coupon SISTERS, you get $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. That's fabfitfun.com. Use the promo code SISTERS for $10 off your first box. It is so exciting. And that fun FabFitFun box. It is. It's, it's just delivered to you. full self. of surprises. Woo! It's so yeah, And much you know fun. you're
0: going to like them all. Yeah. Too. That's it.
1: Yeah. That's it. That's it. FabFitFun.com, promo code SISTERS for $10 off your first box. We would also like to thank Third Love for their support of Satellite Sisters. Third Love does bras differently. They believe that every woman deserves to feel comfortable and confident every day. And with the right kind of support, They help her do this. Thank you, third love. We really do believe in your bras. And you believe in your bras. That's what you say. Every bra is backed by the perfect fit promise. 60 days to wash it and wear it. If you don't love it, return it, and returns are always free. Every bra is made for your comfort with memory foam cups, which I enjoy. No slip straps, which you like, Julie. Uh Uh-huh. Those are my favorite. And Liz, you have mentioned the smooth, scratch-free band with the printed label in the Mm -hmm. back as why you like the Third Love tagless. None of that itchy back there. Yeah, nope. (laughs) Tagless. And Third Love believes in giving back. They donate their gently used bras to women in need. The holiday season is a great time to up your game. You know, Liz has been saying finish strong, start your New Year's resolutions Mm -hmm. now. Maybe your New Year's resolution (laughs) is to finally get some decent bras. (laughs) Yes. Put it on the punch list. Yeah, Third Love is the place to go. If you go to thirdlove.com slash sisters, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash sisters for 15% off today. Thirdlove.com slash sisters. Thanks, Third Love. All right. Next week on the show, we're doing a holiday special. So I just want to let people know that one of our favorite guests from last year is returning. Claire Tanzi will be here. She is the author of the cookbook Uncomplicated. She's a big hit on our Facebook page. People have Big hit. Mm Love that book. People love making her recipes. Yeah. You know why? Because they're uncomplicated. They're uncomplicated. Thank you,
2: Liz. (laughs) Yes.
1: Uh, And I know she's working on a new cookbook, so I'm super happy that she's doing this because when I emailed her, I got one of those auto responses back like, hey, recipe testing, if I don't get back to this right away, that's why. So good Uh for you, Claire. But she's coming on next week. We're going to talk about holiday entertaining and food and a couple of other things. So uh, excited to have Claire back on Satellite Sisters.
2: Okay. I wanted to mention one thing that is Tangentially related to Satellite Sisters. Uh, Listeners know I do another podcast called Safe for Work. It's a workplace advice show. And, you know, it's the time of year where there are a lot of best of lists uh, being published. And Safe for Work made a best of list that says, these are the best podcasts of 2019. Your ears and your commute will thank you. And this is at Cosmopolitan.com. So Safe for Work is on there. They picked shows specifically that were shorter. You know, that show was only like 40 minutes uh, because they, they, they wanted things that were like, The average commute time. Anyway, very happy to make a best of list. Congratulations Uh, to you, Enrico. Yeah. Thank you. My co host is Rico Galliano. He's great. But also, the reason I wanted to mention it is because coming up on the Safer Work episode on December 30th, longtime satellite sister Erin is going to be our guest. Because oh my gosh. This, is how the satellite, this is how the Satellite Sisterhood works. We got a letter from a military spouse asking for our advice about how should she manage her career, what should she say on her resume, if she knows she has to move around a lot to follow her a soldier. And uh, we know, because Erin tells us about it, Erin writes the Deployment Diatribes, which is a blog she's been doing for a long time. And she's currently posted in Beijing with her husband, who is at the USA embassy there. So we've heard a lot about her life as a military spouse over the years. So I just, I like emailed her. She emailed me right back. I was like, what advice would you give this woman? She sent me such good advice that we just had her on the show. I was like, why am I going to read an email from Aaron when we can just get Aaron on the show? So if you subscribe to Safe for Work, on the December thirtieth episode, you will get a chance to hear Satellite Sister Erin giving her advice to another Satellite Sister who's looking for uh, how she should plan her career with the particular kinds of challenges she has with a husband in the military. So there
1: you go. Okay, great. All right, and if you haven't listened to Safe for Work, please do. I mean, yeah. I listen,
2: and I—I I know. You know I listen. I'm I mean, shocked you're... at
1: the good advice Liz gives. <laughs> <So. laughs> It's it's
0: advice for life, not only for work. It is, yeah. Yeah. I I keep saying
1: to my husband, you should listen to Liz's advice show. She's really good at it. So, uh, uh,
2: yeah. Well, I just, I mean, my premise is people want their work to be satisfying, and it could be. Like, if you should try to make it satisfying. So, like, some of it is life adjustment, some of it is work adjustment, some of it is just learning to live with a crazy colleague or, like, a non-communicative boss, whatever. But, you know... I want you to find more satisfaction in what you're spending so much time doing every day. That's my goal.
1: Well, Liz, that comes through. You have great advice over there. All right. Well, I think this is a
0: first. We're doing the Urban Nanas Holiday Book List, okay? I decided that I'm going to make recommendations of books that I would buy for my grandchildren and you might would like for the young people that are on your gift list. So this week, it's part one. So these are three books Uh, that are really for children, maybe one to six. My first choice is something called Little Mole's Wish. And this is by the South Korean author Sang-kun Kim. And it's a story of a lonely mole who befriends a snowball. Oh, my
1: God. Okay, okay,
0: (laughs) okay. There's a grandmother in the story. So that's good. But I love this book because it has dreamlike illustrations. It's perfect for nap time or bedtime because it doesn't have too much text. You know, I mean, you don't want to skip pages. And it is a delight, a charm. It's called Little Mole's Wish. My second book is Home in the Woods by Eliza Wheeler. And we have all of these books. We'll list them um, on our website. And this is, you know, grand grandchildren or all children demand good stories. They don't want just nice pictures. They want a real story. And I love this story. Le- Leon. it's a little like The Little House in the Prairie or Little okay. House in the Woods. It's about a humble life of a family that lived in the woods and how children work together to make their fun. Uh, and what I like in this book in particular are the detailed illustrations. They're, they're good for like talking about the book. After you read the story, you can go back and you can follow their path through the wood, or you can see what the household items they had. So ideal for chatting with your grandchildren afterwards. And then the third book is The Big Book of Beasts by Yuval Zomer. And this is just fun, fun, fun info on animals. And so, And this is not the kind of book that you're going to read all the way through. But you're going to stop on maybe the page that's about claws and jaws, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a whole page on animals that have claws or jaws. So you can learn about anteaters' claws or vampire teeth. I mean, just good, fun information that all five and six year olds want to know. Or maybe you want to know why baboons are so grumpy and fight so much. Mm. That's included in the book, too. So, <laughs> okay.
2: those,
0: so I bet those there's are a narwhal great.
2: in there somewhere.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> what? I bet there's a narwhal in there somewhere.
1: I, I Liz, I'll go back <laughs> and check. Uh, we'll, we'll do some deep research on that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Julie, I like this segment. I like that you're recommending those picture books, and that is such a beautiful, wonderful time of life when you can read, you know. They just yeah. love their books so much, that that age group. It's so fun to read. Makes me yeah. makes me a little misty-eyed thinking about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: and so next week I'm going to do for slightly older children, right. maybe six to 12. I'll, I'll have some selections of books that you might want to consider.
1: Hey, you know, maybe you should put that list also on the Facebook group, too. Can I do will, that, I will do that. Okay, okay. thank Excellent. you, Lynn. All right, I wanted to mention... The couple of events so i i feel like it's entertaining yes (laughs) so i think it qualifies (laughs) as entertaining sisters uh the first is my first appearance for my new book the sweeney sisters Mm -hmm. uh my book is coming out april 28th so Mm -hmm. april 28th 2020 i know Mm -hmm. it seems like a far a long time away but it's really not reviews are starting to come in can i say i got a really nice review on publishers weekly this week for the book which really made me happy and there have been some advanced copies out there, and they're getting good reviews on Goodreads, and one of our Satellite Sisters posted a good review in the Facebook group, so I really appreciate that. That's kind yes. of a scary gamble, like you don't know. Boy, I hope people like it. So now <laughs> that people like it, there's a little bit more confidence to promote it a little bit. So... um The publisher is sending me out in advance of the book to do some panels with some other authors from William Morrow. And so my first appearance will be Sunday, February 16th uh, in Mission Viejo, which is in southern Orange County, close to north uh, San Diego County. This is quite a... This is quite a deal. They have a great book. I've told you about Book Club Girl. You can go there. That's William Morrow. They're trying to get you excited about all the new books that are coming out, HarperCollins. But I'll be appearing with five other authors, including Kate Quinn, Jill Shalvis, who's very popular, Zoe Fishman. Georgie Blaylock and Elise Hooper. I'm on a panel. But you get a big swag bag, yeah. which will include most of the books and my book. You will get an advanced oh. copy of The Sweeney Sisters.
2: Oh, that's so, a good reason to get a ticket to that. Yeah,
1: so it's tickets. It is $25. It's a ticketed event. Uh, but there are appetizers and a swag bag. So And me. So I would love it if some Satellite Sisters were represented. It would be mm-hmm. fun to see people. The second thing I'm doing is not book related, but it's really fun for me. I'm going to be on the faculty at the Irma Bombeck Writers Workshop. <laughs>
2: I it's know. So perfect, Who like knew this? there was
1: even such a thing? I, I mean, love it. I mean, this is really a dream come true. Because for 20 years, Liz branded me like the new Irma Bombeck. <laughs> and I know there are a lot of writers out there that say that. And she's someone I admire no, but you really are. greatly and have a ton of respect for her at uh, her alma mater, the University of Dayton, Ohio, University of Dayton. They've been re- holding this writer's workshop, I think, for 10 years now. It's every two years. I was invited two years ago, but I couldn't do it because of a scheduling conflict so i'm very excited that i'm available this year i'll be moderating two panels on um on writing about your family in a funny way Uh uh-huh so i'm glad i was tapped for that yeah that's a good one for me to moderate you know a
2: lot about that yeah
1: so um but here's the deal. The tickets go on sale December 12th for this four-day writing workshop, the Irma mm-hmm. Bomback Writers Workshop. It sells out within hours. So, like, or an hour. You yeah. literally have to, like, get on it. So if you're a humor writer or you'd love to be a humor writer or if you're working on writing and want to inject more humor, there's a great faculty, including writing from, writers from The Simpsons and Pulitzer Prize-winning writers and New York Times bestselling authors. So I encourage you to go to the website, but you got to get on it December 12th. And then also shout out to the Satellite Sisters in Dayton, Ohio. I think we have a few. So Mm -hmm. if I can, I'll try to arrange a meetup with you. But uh, so let me know join you our can Just the group. whole
2: Midwest, just come to Dayton. Woo! Don't say that, Liz. I,
1: but yeah, so because I'll okay. be working, but I'll try to find some meetup time uh, to do that for Satellite Sisters who don't want to come to the conference, but do want to meet up. So
2: that will be so fun. It for will you. really
1: be fun. I'm excited. I'm super excited to do it and uh, to go to Dayton, Ohio and to, to hang around with other humor writers and stuff. I, I very rarely get to do these writing conferences because I'm busy doing other things. So this just, you're
0: busy writing. Yeah.
1: Or <laughs> talking. So this just happened to work out this year timing wise. So it's in it's no Tuesdays are involved. That's when we do the show. So it really just worked out. But the registration for the conference, December twelfth. The conference is April first through fourth. I think I should have said that. April first through fourth. All right. Uh, is that is that all the self-promotion? <laughs> yeah. I think
2: that's it. It's a whole No, list. but it's not self-promotion because people want to know. People right. always want to see you. They ask all the time for you to tip them off when you're going to be a place. So now you have plenty of warning. You've got February and April. That's good.
1: Right. And there are other dates coming up. I will know more about my book tour um, after the first of the year. I'm actually, like, in a series of events, I'm redoing my personal website, We're putting together some of the book tour dates. I would also say if you were out there and you were looking for a speaker for your organization and you have a budget to fly me in— Fly me in. Uh, I would love Ah. to do that. You know, that's part of it. The publisher doesn't just send me everywhere. You know, it's an expensive Mm -hmm. kind of operation. So we want to make it worthwhile and be able to do it. And there's no place that's off limits for me. But, you know, they definitely have a they have a budget. I have a budget. So if you have a budget for a speaker and travel, let me know. I would love to do that. The book comes out April 28th. And I really appreciate all the people that have pre-ordered the Sweeney Sisters. That makes a huge difference. I also appreciate the people that went into their indie bookstores and pre-ordered. That makes a huge difference. That's helpful. Yeah. You know, if you're wondering why, it's because there are a lot of books that come out. Yeah. So if you go in and pre-order a book now that comes out in April, that's a sign to the book buyers. They're like, "Hey, someone's really interested in this," and they may add a few more orders onto your pre-order. Like, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, you want two copies? Well, we'll just we'll make it ten copies." And that is great. That's a great way to spread the word. Uh, same with libraries. Several people have gone into libraries and asked, and you know that is also good because libraries place big orders. So really, really, thanks to the people that have done that. It's a It's a it's a dog eat dog world, the (laughs) business. (laughs) So I appreciate all the support. Uh, Okay. Anything? No. Okay. Uh, I think we're 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 just (laughs)
2: about up to it. Okay, that's it. (laughs) <laughs> Wrapping it up, we're up to the to-do list. All right. So. Well, we have
1: to thank Sergio Enriquez, oh, yeah, our engineer. Thanks yeah, to Sergio week. for making us sound great. We would also like to thank our sponsors for this week's Satellite Sisters. Thanks to MeUndies and Brooklinen and FabFitFun and Third Love. We appreciate your support. And really, Satellite Sisters, we appreciate your support of our sponsors. It makes a huge difference. Thanks to the whole team at Wondery for supporting us here at
2: Satellite Sisters.
1: All right, it is time for our to-do list. Uh, Liz, <laughs> your surprise to-do list. What do you got going, Liz?
2: Okay, here's what, because I've told you, it's all about the wind at my back, the finishing strong. Here's what oh. I decided to do. I, I know I complain about HOA, H-E Double Hockey Sticks. Yeah. That, <laughs> yes, uh, you do. The vibe in my building is not as friendly and um, cordial as I would like it to be. So because I'm going to be home for most of the holidays, I am actually going to organize a little holiday open house for my neighbors. So, wow, do it now. Okay. Now, that's I a, I originally that's... thought of only inviting the second floor people <laughs> yeah. because as you know, we all were fine. The second floor people are fine. Is the first floor people that are not. Then I thought that would be unkind wouldn't it, it to only unkind. invite the second floor? Yes. Yes. Right, right.
0: So, i um... because they would hear it down on the first floor, <laughs> the party on the second floor. Yeah. And they complain. <laughs> <laughs> they'd complain Liz. <laughs> So you better invite them
2: <laughs> anyway. So I just decided I'm going to go for it. Super casual, open. I was inspired by a woman in the Facebook group that said that's what that she and her husband decided to do over the holidays. They just have a little open house, window of opportunity, like come on by, stop in. So I'm going to do that. There you go. That's on my to do list. finishing strong. I have I to s- set the date. Ooh, yeah, yeah, finishing yeah. strong. Finishing strong. Leon, you your to do list item is unusual.
1: Okay. Well, I just mentioned I'm redoing my personal website in anticipation. Uh So I wanted to get some new headshots taken. I I need Mm -hmm. to fit a certain format. I know we had some headshots done last year. One of the, um, I guess, silver linings to having cancer is have cheekbones again. I've lost some weight. (laughs) So... I'm, i'd like to capture this moment in time <laughs> so i thought oh okay i'll just get some fresh shots taken and fortunately i gave birth to a photographer my son is yeah. a professional photographer so i it's had him very on, good. had him on tap for monday got my hair done saturday thought i could preserve it went in got a good haircut yeah i got in the car you know did that look in the rearview mirror like okay this is exciting Somehow, in between going into the hair salon and getting in my car, I sustained an eye wound. (laughs) My eye was wounded. My right eye Mm -hmm. just did not look. You you have
0: no idea how this happened? I don't know
1: how it happened. I don't recall any pain. I don't recall any agitation. I just know that I had a big old bloody red eye when I got back in the car. Yeah, bad. (laughs) And I'm supposed to get headshots taken. You don't want to preserve that. No. And I know you can Photoshop it, but there is a psychological, you know, thing when your eye is all janky. And of course, I I'm, feel pretty. Yes, I, I could be. barely drive home. I could. I was just so upset and exhausted. I couldn't look in my eye. I was hungry because I'd been there forever. I felt like Sheila. I was like, <laughs> this is what happens to our sister Sheila every day. She gets an eye wound. <laughs> yes. So I get home, and unbelievably, who shows up at my door five minutes later, but our sister Sheila. Uh-huh. And I point into my eye wound, and of course, she's like, oh, that's happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, I've recovered. Yes. New headshots tomorrow. Okay. That's happening. That's okay. happening. Julie, right. what do you got on your to-do list?
0: Well, I was at the doctor's office, saw a Good Housekeeping magazine, and it had an article about how to gift wrap using dish towels or tea towels for the holidays. So I have to go to a gift exchange tonight. This is my book club. We don't buy each other gifts. We we bring books that we've read, that we enjoy, and we wrap them up and we do that as our gift exchange. It's uh-huh. a good idea, yeah, you know, yeah. it's really fun. So my to-do this afternoon is <laughs> to somehow put a tea towel around the book that I have. Uh, I've done a couple practice tries and it's not looking like the magazine. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why. It just looks like, it looks like I wrapped up a book mm-hmm. in a, in a towel. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like a gift presentation at all. Here, here's I mean, a, it's a pile of laundry.
1: Pots, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Here's a pile of laundry. Uh,
2: so you're just going to keep trying. <laughs> you're going with trying. the concept no matter what. I, you committed I, uh, to the concept. <laughs>
1: I could use a rubber
0: band, you know, and just scrunch it up at the top and make some kind of poof on top of it. Yeah, that I sounds know. nice. Ooh, but I bought, a- I, bought the, I bought the holiday towel. I have the book. I gotta, I'm going to go back in there, try one more time to get these festive knots
1: to make it look good. You can make it happen, Julie. I believe in okay. you. Good luck. You. Good luck. All right. That's our show for the week. Hey, sisters, have a great week. You too, Leah. You too. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.